What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 93.1. And we are continuing our playthrough of Folklore, PlayStation 3 exclusive game. Uh, today I have with me Matt. Hello. And, uh, yeah. It seems... How far did you make it? You made it through Chapter 4? Yeah, I made it through Chapter 4 with both characters. Just started 5 with Ellen. Okay. Um, yep. I uh, got to see the Hell Realm for about 30 seconds. Ah, we actually go to Hell. We do go to Hell. That's all I'll say on it. I kind of figured. But, uh, yeah, I made it through Chapter 3. Uh, so if you remember correctly, last week I left off with completing Chapter 2 with Ellen, and I had to do Chapter 2 with Keats. I was at the boss of that one. Yep. Uh, and then I did Chapter 3 with Ellen and Keats. Man. You know, I wouldn't really mind this game if I didn't have to do the stupid six-axis stuff. Yeah, it's weird that... I mean, clearly it was at a time they were trying to push the six-axis. Yeah. Um, This is probably... In the time when there wasn't even Rumble, right? I mean, it was probably really not. early in the PS3 life. Yeah, probably not. I can't remember when the DualShock 3 came out. Yeah, I, I, yeah. In, in my mind, this definitely came out before that. But, you know, in, I get that you're trying to push what makes it unique. But, man, I wish you could turn it off or tone it down or something. My thing is, I'm okay with the, the, the two of them. The one where I have to time my pulls... I hate it. I hate it so much. The one where you have to rock back and forth? No, no, no. I, I am totally fine with that one, and I'm totally fine with the balancing one, the first one we had to do, the the one where you had to just pull up and time it properly. Uh, that one I think is the easiest. No, no. The, I think the fourth one's the worst. Oh, God, I haven't even hit the fourth one yet. Uh, the fourth one's the worst because you know you know that your little bar on the bottom that goes left to right, you know, fills up with blue? Yeah. Well, this one, you're much more likely to start losing blue rather than just not gaining it as fast. So that's what I didn't mind about the, the first one is, yeah, you might miss a couple of instances when it, when it jumps to red. But, you know, it just takes you a few extra seconds. You're not going to lose, you know, the fish on the end of the hook. Here, there, there's ones where you can actually go lo- lose progress. And that means that you'll, you won't be able to complete a few things that you need to complete. Because some of them are timed pulls. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. That's annoying. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. Like, I've already killed this stupid boss. Just let me freaking end it. But, man. So, whew, with Keats, at the end of Chapter 2, we, we fight the, the same boss. Um which is the the mech thing uh had to destroy the the the, the thing it oozes goo <laughs> the tank yeah and that might have been my favorite boss that was the i would say that was the most straightforward boss i fought i think yeah and it was the one where i was able uh, cuz that was still before i had seen any of the pages and it was the one where i was just able to like not that it's complicated, but figure it out, right? I'm like, all right, these don't work. I'm going to try something else. All right, oh, now I see this back, you know. Th- the way that, you know, typical video game form, he's kind of opened himself up to attack when he's leaking out the back, right? So it was simple, but I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've sifted through. I've got all these options. Let me figure out which ones are the most applicable to the current situation. Do you want to know something fun that I found out? I hmm. found out at the end of Chapter 3. If you pull R2, you do a dodge. Wait, really? Yes. So you haven't found that out either, have you? Nope. If you pull uh, it's actually R2, the thing I was like, the one thing I'm missing in this game is a little bit of ev- evasive ability. Exactly. And it's there, and the game never friggin' tells you. I accidentally pulled R2 during a boss oh, fight. And, oh god, somebody's calling me. Hang on a second. Yep. Okay, and we're back. I, um, phone call, um, working seven days a week and that's just not enough, is it? Gotta, gotta, gotta do it while I'm at home. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, it's, uh, f- yeah, fighting the uh, the robot thing in the Workadia. Uh, this was the this was the level that introduced the rocking back and forth uh, capture yeah. method, which I don't mind. In fact, that's the easiest one to me. Um. Uh, I can't remember who Keats even talks to. <laughs> yeah, you do get into the, you know, while you're in kind of mid-level in the tower, essentially. You know, you really are settling into this rhythm of having to play through each level twice. Which, uh, I, I still can't quite tell how I feel. Obviously, it would be better with different levels. Uh, but it is... Interesting, although maybe just more confusing, where I was like, I know I had this fairy on this level, and I didn't have it. I was trying to find the one, the airplane with the bomber. Yeah. I, I don't remember what it's called. But, you know, I but I was at I was playing as Ellen at the time. I'm like, I, maybe I imagined it. And I was like, oh, right, it's just Keats that had it, not Ellen. Uh, and it... It's interesting because there, you know, a lot of it's overlap, a lot of it's not overlap. So I guess in my mind, I'm I'm still trying to figure out: do the fairies, does the does the selection of fairies help dictate the play style of the character? I would say so. It, yeah, because each each fairy plays differently depending on the character too. So the 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 little soldier guys. With Keats, it is a up-close melee slash combo. But with Ellen, it was you send out a guy and he kind of rushes with a bayonet. Yep. So, yeah, I guess it does. But, I mean, every, every both characters get kind of the same abilities, but just with yeah. different fairies. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. It's still, I think, my favorite part of this game is the way they handle that flexibility in fairy usage. And I can't think of them as anything but personas. But That's basically what they are. But but I, I just love both the selection, the variability, and also like just the quickness. Although the UI does like hang up for a minute every time I switch my fairies out. Yeah, it does. Uh, but you know, barring that couple of seconds every time, I, I love the ability. I haven't used the right R two for that dodge, but I'm using L two all the time, swapping them in and out. You know, kind of getting into that rhythm of which functions I have assigned to each button, even if I sub in different fairies for each one of the functions. I don't know. I, I just I love that. I love the idea that I can just be refining that all the time and testing it out. Yeah, I and I like I like how they, you know, even though you're going through the exact same level, you're getting different fairies depending on the character. Yeah, like so, like in chapter three, uh, Ellen ends up with a couple of fairies that are electricity based, while yep. Keats are, yep. is the guy getting the ones ice based. Yep, and I really like the electricity based ones. They helped me a lot in chapter four, especially, but. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's almost like they're diverging them a bit more. So I, I'm curious to see how they evolve that again, kind of paired with the same levels. Like, if you're playing through the same level, but they get more and more different just based on your fairy usage, that's almost interesting enough to want to have the same level in my mind. Not really. I mean, I, I would still prefer to have different levels, but it, it's an interesting way to maybe work around that limitation is to diverge them farther and farther away while while having that same level up. I guess I'm I'm mildly curious to see what they do there. Yeah. How they evolve the gameplay. These levels are feel short, but they feel really short when you go through it a second time. Yeah. Yeah. For me Keats has been across the board easier, but it's be, I think it's because I've been playing Keats second. See I've been playing them, you know Alternating. Alternating basically, like, you know, Ellen, Keats, Keats Ellen, Ellen, Keats, you know, it's like that. And man, talk about like diverging in the story. It's not really diverging, but there's like small pieces of information 
that makes the story feel weird. So, all right, let, let's talk about a little bit about the story because I got to get into this because I found it. I was like, this is what is going on. You know, I was just like, what? So, um, after Keats finishes the second chapter, um, they basically point toward Dr. Lester, who was the doctor who was treating Herv 17 years ago. <laughs> and, uh, it starts, it, you know, it's, it, it kind of, the chapter ends on a slight cliffhanger of like, oh, did this doctor end up killing Herv? And it's never that case. They always leave that little cliffhanger and then it's resolved within probably the first five minutes of the next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so this Dr. Lester was treating Herv and, um, we decided to go investigate him. Um, originally everybody was thinking that, oh, it's some kind of malpractice. He, he screwed up. Ended up killing Herb on accident or something like that. Um, so we go to the house. Uh, Dr. Lester, as Ellen, Dr. Lester almost immediately recognizes Ellen, it seems like. Yeah. And, and in my mind, this is when the twist starts to make sense. I don't want to. I won't. I won't say anything more. Well, I, I know what you're probably alluding to, which we can talk about a little bit. I, I don't know the outcome of it, even though I probably can guess what the outcome of it is. Um, so we learn that Herb was ill, terminally ill. He didn't have much time left, but. He supposedly he died before his time was up. Um, he also had a friend named Celeste. Is that it, Celeste? Uh, or Cecilia. C Cecilia, excuse me, Cecilia. Uh, who was a little girl the same age as Herve. Um, and uh. While investigating the doctor, um, we look through, we basically we can use what, medical records to, uh, go talk to Herb. Um, yeah. but, uh, with, with, um, Ellen, they didn't work for some reason. Cause she got two different things. Right. Yeah, and you had to use the second one. Yeah, use the second one. She was like, oh, this won't work. It's nothing's happening. And then, oh, we're going to use the second one. And, um. And that was what? Cecilia's picture? Yeah. Um. And, uh. It led to the underwater world. Uh. Which, I, I guess, vaguely is where Herve is because he was trying to escape, or his spirit was trying to escape. Ooh. And this is what an island. He he was he was trying to. I don't know. I know the dead Herv is trying to go to the swamp of oblivion, which is where things go to be forgotten forever. Yeah, uh, uh, and it's in this area. Uh. So I it, did really like the whole underwater level. I thought it it, it looked really cool. Yeah. It, even if it, it made no logical sense that we're just walking around and I can't actually tell if we're underwater or not and how, how are we breathing. I guess it's the netherworld. Nothing needs to breathe. That's true. But, um, yeah. Um, so, I mean, going through this, we get a little bit more of the whole fairy lord ordeal. Um, fairy, it kind of, it kind of throws out that the fairy lord is wanting Ellen to go to the core of the netherworld, mm -hmm. but we don't exactly know why yet. Um, and the, 
Keats side, which is kind of like the resistance against the fairy lord, uh, they want to stop him from going there to the core. They don't really dive deep into it. They just say that. Yeah, they, they they do keep talking about this, but I'm not sure if it gets any clearer. Uh, they, they do a little bit. I mean, uh, they do explain it. This is just kind of the first instance of it. I, I feel like we're going to hear all about this like the last 30 minutes of this game. Yeah. I really think they're going to need no Cooney this. I don't want to say that, but I think they do. And I, I, cause I mean, even whenever we go back to the real world, so, uh, all right. So I have to explain this. The boss of this level, the water level, <laughs> I absolutely hated mainly because a, at the beginning of it, I didn't know there was a dodge. And then B, doing it as Ellen sucks because her fairies are just very kind of haphazard for this. So you have to, there's, there's basically four things you have to do this. It's basically this giant eel worm looking thing that swims around uh, and you're supposed to, with Ellen, shock it with an electric type. Um, yeah, I was using the uh, the murder hornet. I finally switched to that because the pages showed the little thing that shocks with a with its tail. Good luck aiming that thing with a moving target. <laughs> yeah. So you're supposed to shock it. Its body is then electrified. That does not mean it's standing still. It's still moving. And then you have to slice four pieces of its body off till it's just a head. Now, you may have enough time to get one piece sliced off, but then it swims through these holes, and then it starts dropping bombs that you have to dodge. Then it comes out of a hole and goes directly to the next hole, does this three times. Then it comes back out, and then that's when you can shock it again. And it's just so time-consuming, and also just so clunky to do. Yeah, that was the biggest part of it for me. Like, you know, every time it's shooting out the bombs, I never once got hit by a bomb. I didn't either. So, like, that part of it wasn't hard, but it, it was just like, all right, you know, it's it's got to cycle, it's got to do what it's got to do, and then then we'll get back to the part that's actually the fight, right? This is just kind of filler between the fights, between the rounds of the fight. Exactly. Uh, my biggest problem, I was I was using the Murder Hornet to start, so I was able to shock him quickly. I had a huge problem slicing him. Yeah. Because I was using that, that, that ram thing. Yeah. That shoots and a, a, like a... Like a Strider-esque. Yeah. A air slice. Air slice, yeah. Um, there's, she has another slice from the fairy realm that I used mm. instead. I switched it over and it made it a little bit easier around this time is where, and I find out I accidentally hit R2 and I found out I could dodge. Huh. And so I was like, okay, well that made the head a lot easier to fight because you have to hit it with a stupid tank thing. But, um, Man. Yeah, I I didn't change my tactics there. I used the same two. I did the whole shock and slice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that thing sucked. Yeah, my biggest problem was, as you mentioned, he still keeps moving after you've electrocuted him. And the angle on my slicing ram was so hard to figure out because it, it takes a few seconds between when I start to cast him and when he actually delivers the slice. So I had to basically, like, predict the angle I wanted him to be at four seconds from now based on what the worm was doing. And that, to me, was the hardest part of it. Yeah. Like, I, I had so many missed slices because I would aim at his tail, but then four seconds later, the tail's moved. Yep. Yep. 
sucked. Man. I hated that. But after killing that, um, we get to talk to Herb. Or no. She talks to... Um, wait. Yeah, Keeps talk- talks... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Ellen talks to Herb at the beginning of her level, right? I think so. See, he's always just wandering around. Because he's he's running off to that swamp of oblivion. And you get that choice. Do you go after yeah. Herb or do you go to the palace? So for for level three, did you play Keats first? Yes. No, no, no. I played I played Ellen first. So when playing as Ellen, uh I I chose to go after Herb in the the um Swamp of Oblivion. Yeah, because you get that story bit kind of halfway through where you meet up with Keats and he basically says, or you basically get the question of do you want to go after him or not? Yeah. So, uh, I, and, but the thing is, is that does it matter? Because if I play as Keats, it automatically, she's just, I'm going after him. Is that because, yeah, I, is that I, because I chose? Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'd like to know. I assumed it was because I had chosen to go after him that then in Keats's version she goes after him because I've already chosen that, you know, an hour and a half before. But yeah, I'd like to know how that plays out. Yeah. Otherwise. So talking with Herv, he says that the Doctor Lester didn't kill him. He was good to him. And uh, Cecilia was a good friend as well. Um, and Herb kind of lets on that he knows something, but he doesn't want to tell anybody. It seems to be the MO of everyone in this village. Yeah. And uh, then he dissipates. Um. But she also talks to Cecilia, right? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember that. I can't remember either. But, uh, yeah. Uh, what, what then comes after that when we go back to the real world? I was like, what is going on? So immediately... We go back into town, and I go to Dr. Lester's house, and Keats is there, and everybody's shocked. And it's like, oh no, he's dead. Who killed him? And I'm like, what? Who? And it was like, Dr. Lester's dead. I'm like, what? And it never showed anything. It's just like everybody was just talking. And it's like, oh, he was murdered. I'm like, well, how do I know that? And I was just like, yeah. It, 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 it hit me in the face again. I was like, this is like a fever dream. It's just like yeah, it's, random it's, things are happening. Yeah, a lot of things are happening, and it's hard to know if it's being triggered by what we're doing, right? Because there seems to be a lot of like, oh, you left and someone died. Is that meant to be – is that meant to cast a little bit of doubt on us because we don't have a great alibi? Or is it something we're doing in the netherworld that's triggering this, right? Like again, maybe I'm still thinking too much Persona. To where you know there, there can be a link between the two. I, I, I don't know. I, I actually still don't know where I am in the story exactly what's going on there, and if there is more of a link than you know than maybe they they let on at this point in the game. Well, with Keats, we get to see exactly what kind of happened. But see, I played as Ellen first, and it was just like, oh, this happened, and oh no, I'm like, what? What? what huh? It never showed a body, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "At first, I didn't know who they were talking about." Yeah, and then there's this random guy here that I've never seen before, saying <laughs> saying it was the Hag. Yeah, they keep they keep referencing the Hag. So I'm just like, "What? Uh, like, who's this guy?" Probably the Hag. And then, then when you play as Keats, it still doesn't reveal who that guy is. He's just there at the house saying it's the Hag. And they're like, ah, stop being so superstitious. And I'm just like, what? Who, who is this guy? What What are we talking about? But um, with Keats, 
it's kind of the same ordeal. In fact, I got when I played as Keats this time around, there was at least three cutscenes I could completely skip because they were exact same dialogue I'd already had. Yep. And go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, while the game can and does try to do a couple interesting things with the replays to change things up. Th- those dialogue boxes, there's just no excuse for that no. being the same, exactly the same. Yeah, it's just... Not even attempting to reveal any more information, really. Nothing. Yeah. But uh, with Keats, he uses the medical records and can go into the under... or Well, the netherworld, the, the underwater part, using the medical records. And we get a little bit more of that whole... The, the same cutscene, but just from a different perspective of, you know, the resistance, you know, going against the, the fairy lord, saying that the fairy lord has, has brought people like Ellen here before to their doom. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Keats, like I said, he gets ice powers rather than electric powers. And that's the only thing that really matters. You go through the exact same areas. And then fight the boss, even though you went to a different place. Yeah, he he goes to the other half. He goes to the undersea city rather than the. Yeah, he goes to the palace. Pit of Star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you get two new rooms. It's only two rooms. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, um, fight the exact same boss, but in a it's the same boss with the same patterns, but it's in a different room. And the room is to a point, it's got a big circle in the middle that you can't get to. And for some reason, the boss would stop right there and I couldn't hit it. Oh. <laughs> Twice it did that. But with Keats, it was a way easier because yep. I could easily start the freeze process and cut off the tails. I, it was so much easier. The problem, yeah, I also felt like the the head when it's flailing around really fast missed me more. There were a bunch of times where I was up against the circle in the middle. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to die here, and it would just go past me and not hit me. I don't yeah. know why. And see, I haven't used the uh, the Super Saiyan power because it, I don't really need it. I could have used it for this fight without you know. Yeah. Could have took a couple of hits, but um, it was just so much easier with Keats. Yep. Um. And, and I can't imagine that's just because I've played it before, because I'm sure I didn't get any any better having gone through it a second time. I think it feels like if he's not more responsive, maybe it's just slightly less time between button press and fairy action. Kinda. Maybe it's a bit more responsive, so it's easier to to time things better. I don't know. His his fairies are also a little bit better. Just more powerful. I, I, I wouldn't even say powerful. It was just like that one where it shot ice up out of its back, straight up into the air. Like yeah, that, that's that's a perfect hit, and it only took one of those to put ice on it to where I could cut off the tail. With the other one, yeah. I had to I had to like hit the hit that thing like three times with with the to uh, electrocute it to electrocute it. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't as time consuming. Um, but yeah, after killing it. Keats then talks to Herve, to which Herve tells him that kind of the same thing of, <laughs> you know, like the doctor didn't, wasn't bad. He, he was, he was actually a good guy and, um, he left a will and I want you to get it and keep it away from the Dr. Lester's wife. And he's like, okay. So we go back to the real world and we go to the church get the will and apparently the doctor had been contemplating suicide uh but was killed before it could happen <laughs> um and um the uh crap what, what, there was something else in there Shoot, I can't. Go ahead. Hmm. Well, the other the no, other 
Yeah, the, I'm not sure. The other big thing that's revealed is how the doctor actually dies. So they can't find him. We go look for him, and he's at the hedge, or hinge, excuse me. And uh, he's there dead, and there's a person standing over him with a knife, a hooded person, who runs off. But nobody, One hag, perhaps? Yeah, but nobody actually says, hey, there's somebody with a knife. They just say, he's dead, and it's the, and it's the exact same cutscene. Oh, no, he's dead. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that makes a little bit more sense, but why did nobody see the hooded figure standing over him with the knife who ran off? Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. So, he was most certainly murdered. Um... And, yeah, everybody could be a suspect. Yeah, I, th- I think there, were, there was two other things that I thought were kind of interesting in this level. Or okay. may lead to being interesting later. So, Ellen got a new cloak. That ha- That has not happened to me. Uh... That didn't happen in Ellen's half of this for you? No. Because I definitely got a, a new cloak with Ellen in the undersea part. I was actually going to ask about that because I have not I have not seen that. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Maybe I'm missing something. Are you sure this is yeah, happening in Chapter well, 4? No, it, it's definitely Chapter 3. And I think we made the same decisions, right? As far as I know. I, mean, I think there's only the one, really. Uh, it might have been just optional. I don't know. It could have been. Have you been doing those side quests? No, not not the side quest. Definitely have not been doing any side quests. I haven't either. I haven't even found any. Uh, I think most of them are... Like, you, you know how whenever you see the flowers, you can head back to the, the city? Well, yeah. The city. It's not really, obviously not a city. Head back to Doolin? Yeah, if you, if you go back to Doolin and then go into the into the pub, I think, and talk to the bartender, I think there's almost always... He's got... One or two. Oh, well, I've never done that. I don't know if they're still available if you go in between chapters or kind of at the beginning or end of chapters, but if you go mid-chapter, I've seen... He had two for me last time I went. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, what else happened? The, the other thing I kind of liked was in Keats's version of this, when you're at that branch point, you get a little bit more discussion, I think, with Levain, and she talks a little bit more about how she is kind of anti-fairy and doesn't like the fairy lord and talks about the king. Like You keep getting a little more and more bits of her story, which kind of like what I was saying last week, I, I love that it's there and it would make a really great story, but they don't do anywhere near enough with it so far in the game to actually deliver on the premise, I would yeah, say. Yeah, make anybody care about it. Yeah, like it's there, and I, I want to care. Like, it seems like it's the the coolest parts of this game are the, are the, are the parts, or at least story-wise, are the parts that you only get, like, a fleeting glimpse of. Like, I love that there was, you know, it sounds like there was a battle in between Levane and the fairies, or Levane and the fairy lord, at least, and you know, I just want to know more about their rationale and what happened and what what it means and why I should even care. Hmm. But I, if I remember, that was the part where you get a, a big chunk of it when Keats is talking to her. Yeah. And I, I just thought that was kind of cool. But once again, we're getting very small information in the real world as well. Yeah. This, more people just keep dying constantly. Pretty soon there won't be anybody in the village. Yeah, it's not that many people to start with. No. <laughs> uh, but that's that's where I stopped. I'm at the beginning of Chapter 4 with both characters. And I'll be doing Keats first. 
Good luck is all I have to say. Oh, good. Oh, I... I... Not rage quit, but I gave up in defeat a couple of times in Chapter 4. Because of the boss? No, the the boss, I think, is actually far easier than Chapter 3's boss. But the whole level is a bit of a puzzle. Okay. And when you don't do things right, things tend to reset and repeat. And when I started Chapter 4, I had probably played for two straight hours without having seen a save point and without being able to decipher at all where I was going or if I was in the right direction, and then I died. Oh, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I cannot play this anymore right now. Mm. I'm like, you know, but basically, you know, for a while I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm making any progress. You know, I've seen this room before. Uh, but I was like, if there is any kind of XP, if I'm leveling up these characters, I'm starting, I'm, these patterns are down by now. And at least I can take these hours of experience and say everybody will have leveled up, you know, wherever it's possible to have leveled up, they will have done so. Right. So I was like, yeah, maybe it's not all wasted. But then I died, and I was like, you got to be shitting me. Mm-hmm. Great. Can't wait for that, then. It's just with Keats, or is it with Ellen, too? That's uh, with both. Oh, good. Again, it was harder with Ellen, I thought, but I also did Ellen first. So kind of hard to tell. Right. So we got an email. It comes in from Dustin, and it's titled uh, "Super Califragilistic Expialidocious." And uh, he said, "I just wanted you to read that." <laughs> he said, "I didn't really play much this week. I'm past chapter four with both characters, and halfway through five with Ellen." Yeah, chap- that's about where I am. In chapter three, I chose to go to the abyss or whatever the Oblivion Sea. Forget what it's called with Ellen. Then obviously the palace with Keats, and this is where I thought it would diverge. But no, you fight the same snake boss. The bosses are starting to get more complicated, which is nice, taking up to three or four different fairies to defeat. Then back to the village where most more people die. I don't even think your choices matter. Chapter 4 took longer for me since at the end of the maze... Oh, it's a maze. Uh, I had to figure out how to absorb the book fairy and not just kill it to progress. and thought it was a fairy I had missed in the stage, but nah, it took... All it took was the water bubble guy from the first realm. Second characters... Second characters chapter 4 was super quick. Uh, yep. the, the boss of this chapter is interestingly designed and was fun to fight. Don't really have yeah, much. Yeah, it's kind of a cool level visually, and the boss is kind of cool. Okay. So I don't really have much to say. I'm not falling asleep as much. Ha ha. The mystery is still uh, just being fed to us piece by piece. One thing I want to bring up is the village is small, and for NPCs uh, we've met, there's only 11, not including the playable characters. I died three, uh, three died 17 years ago, one died as soon as you showed up, and two more have died since. <laughs> Plus there's one missing, so out of 11 people, four are alive and one is missing. It's like a really crappy game of Clue. So, also, why is there a working TV in O'Connell's house, but no one has a phone? The only phone is in the phone booth in the middle of the village that has zero purpose since they won't call the cops after a complete massacre of their village. Is it weird when Ellen gets a shack and bed, but Keith's home base is a hole in the ground that happens to have electricity and a random couch to sleep on? Yeah, I was curious if he rented that he's never been to this village before yeah how how did he get stuck in that hole yeah that's a good question uh is the fairy king gonna be the final boss will ellen and keats be forced to fight each other what will happen to the netherworld if the twin trees are destroyed i don't know any of this stuff um one thing I wanted to mention is that Keats got his powers as a guardian since he was nearby Ellen when she donned the cloak. Anyway, I should be able to finish the game this weekend, and I'm at the edge of my seat to see what happens. Sarcasm. 
Uh, yeah, there was a few things I don't know because I haven't got there yet. Um, the one thing I do want to mention, and this is my guess, uh, Cecilia. They said that uh, she died, but she maybe didn't die. She actually ran off with her mom uh, 17 years ago. And, you know, she would be about the same age as you, Ellen. Mm. I wonder what that could mean. Oh, I wonder. They're not really... They're not really holding mystery with that one, guys. Yep. So, anyway. Uh, that's going to be it for us. Uh, if you would like to send an email... It is drew at ztgd.com. You can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. No, I'm not. I am at Drew Leachman. <laughs> DML Fury is dead. And Matt is at REMGS. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're slowly trekking through this. I hope I can make it farther than just chapter four. I mean, yeah. I, I just yeah. I, I mean, I, I think if I tried to to push, I could finish it this weekend. But it it, it seems like this is probably going to have to be two more weeks. I'm saying that too, and whatever, I'm okay with that. This has been on our list forever. I'm not hating the game. There's some parts I don't enjoy. Yeah, I'm. I I want to see where it goes story wise, but to be honest, I don't expect it ton story-wise at least not on the dueling side i'd be i expect nothing i guess also on the fairy slash levain side although that's where i'd be more impressed if there is anything yeah yeah uh but to, to be honest the thing i'm most interested in is just what they're gonna do with the gameplay are they gonna continue to evolve it are we gonna have anything more interesting come about between the way that we play through the levels. Like if it's just seven sets of back-to-back levels and they don't continue to diverge them a little bit or, or play with it at all, it's at at best a missed opportunity. At worst, it'll be so repetitive that, it, that it's a serious detraction from the game. But you know, that, I guess that's what I'm most interested in because if they can do anything interesting there – None of the rest of this is going to matter for me, yeah. and I, I will like it. If they don't do anything there, like to me, most of this game hinges on, on what they do with that gameplay. It was a little weird to me to see the – maybe you call it a difficulty spike on that third boss. Yeah. But then the fourth one was easy again, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what they're going to do. Do they? Is there any way to make it more interesting without making it just harder? Right. I don't know. I, I'm not expecting much – Especially out of the story, I I, yep. just, I, I feel like we're gonna get we're gonna get the explanation in the last probably fifty the last cutscene, and I'll be like, oh okay, and that that'll be it. I don't think there's gonna be some big reveal. I mean, I think I I, I feel like I know where this is going. I don't know who's killing people. Like the 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 woman, I think it's a woman with with the dagger, but I I can kind of guess who it probably is. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm willing to play through it to find out. So I mean, I guess it's got me there. But that's gonna be it for us. We'll be back next week. Um. We're going to be getting to blood and wine pretty soon. As soon as we finish this, we're jumping into blood and wine, and I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, me too. I want, I want to get back to a game that I'm very familiar with, and it plays better. <laughs> yeah. Not that this plays bad. It's just clunky. It's just really clunky. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, especially because for me, playing Horizon was an escalation in playability. Relative to The Witcher, and I, and I love The Witcher. You know, would would love to be six months from now debating which is the better game. I mean, probably The Witcher is the better game, but you know, as far as 
gameplay, for me, Horizon was much, much more fun to play. I would, I would agree with that because at least they gave you more options. The Witcher, a lot of my combat devolves into just slashing a lot. Yep. Slashing and rolling. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is what it is. You play The Witcher for the story. Yeah, exactly. And, in this game, Folklore, I feel like, has some of the components you need for a really, really well-playing game, but kind of falls over on the other half of it, so... Yeah. We'll see how it plays out, though. But, until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week. We'll be back next week with the continuation of Folklore. Folklore.